All right, we are jumping into week three of the good news that the angels shared. I'm uh, particularly excited about today's message. Uh, it's one that my heart uh, needs to hear again and again this morning. I have good news that I want you to hear today because today is the day for good news. You know what it's like uh, to wake up on that day, right? Uh, you remember, uh, if you're older, you remember as a child waking up and realizing today is the day. Today is Christmas Day. Uh, maybe it was your birthday waking up and realizing today is the day. It's my birthday. I know a big one for me was waking up on the day that I was getting married. Today is the day that I'm getting married. <clears throat> the good news that I'm going to share with you today, you will have an initial thought uh, for most of you. Your initial thought will be, yes, I've heard that news, but that's incorrect. Then, when we're all done, at the end of our teaching this morning, you will uh, grow in the realization that today is different. Today, there is special good news for today. So I'm going to ask you a question before we jump in. Uh, here's the question. It's just for you uh, to ask uh, in your own heart, but I want you to hold the answer uh, to this question as we make our way through this morning. So here's the question. What is the nature of your, uh, one of your, or maybe your most significant struggle right now? What is the area in your life that you would say is most out of alignment with the good character and good will of God? Maybe a different way to ask it would be to say, what is the area of your life that you have expended blood, sweat, and tears to overcome? What is that, what is that one thing that is the battle in front of you right now? Is it anger? Is it discontentment, dissatisfaction? Is it jealousy? Are you anxious and afraid? Is that your struggle against fear? Are you addicted? Is it the appetites of the flesh that represent for you right now your core struggle, that's the thing I'm fighting against. So let's do what we did last week. Let's go out into the field for answers. Let's read this again, Luke chapter two, verse eight, in the same region, there were some shepherds and they were staying out in the fields they were keeping watch of their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, 
And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. So the very first week, uh, two Sundays ago, Philip talked about uh, good news of great joy. Last week, I talked about peace on earth. Those are the outcomes of this good news. But I want to I wanna zero in on the content of the good news. Here it is. For today, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior. Which begs the question, wait, what, what has been born? What is exactly a savior and, and, and in what context do I need one? Well, if you look it up in a dictionary or dictionary.com, uh, a savior is a rescuer, it's another word, a deliverer. The context within which I would need a savior is a dire, desperate, doomed situation from which I cannot extricate myself. It's a bad situation, a bad scenario, a very bad scenario from which I can't save myself. I can't get myself out of this situation. And this situation will doom me unless I am rescued from it. That is the context within which I would need, that I would require a savior, a rescuer, a deliverer. I would actually argue that the scripture itself as a story, from beginning to end, is actually intended to make the case for humanity's need of a savior. That's one of the points of the Bible, is to show us collectively and individually that we are in need of a savior, that we are in a dire, desperate, and doomed situation from which we cannot rescue ourselves. Scripture makes that case just in case you weren't paying attention to the world around you today for that same evidence. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go through three uh, quickly. I'm going to give you three aspects of what the Savior, what a Savior uh, has saved us from or how he has saved us. The first two are going to be review, and what I actually want to hone in on is the third one. What is a savior and why do I need one? Well, first of all, number one, God has saved us with forgiveness for yesterday's great mistakes, yesterday's sin. He has saved us with forgiveness. Acts 5.31, he is the one, speaking of Jesus, whom God exalted to his right hand as a prince and a savior to grant repentance and the forgiveness of sins. The savior has given us forgiveness for what is behind us, 
Romans 10, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. When we make that confession, we place our trust in him, we are forgiven, we receive righteousness. God has saved me from my record, from my rap sheet. He has rescued me from guilt and granted me a righteous record. God has saved us with forgiveness for yesterday's sins. That is good news for yesterday. Number two. God has saved us with a promise for tomorrow's great hope. 2 Timothy 2, verse 1, now revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Our Savior has defeated death and has brought life eternal. Philippians 3.20, our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. We now belong in heaven and it is from heaven that we eagerly await the return of our savior, Jesus. God has saved you from your future of doom, from your bleak outlook. He has saved you from eternal death and granted you the gift of eternal life. And this is good news about tomorrow. In rectifying your past, your yesterday, he has secured your future, your tomorrow. God has saved you. He has rescued you. He has delivered you from the penalty of sin. Amen? Amen. And this is good. This is necessary. And... This is a profoundly insufficient view of what it means to be given the gift of a savior. The shepherds were given a gift today. Today, there has been born for you a savior. And this is the good news of the Savior that I want you to hear today. It is the good news of a Savior for you today. 
This is not news about yesterday. This is not news about tomorrow. This is news that is only for today. Because today is the only day that you can know your Savior. Today is the only day you can walk with your Savior. Today is the only day that you can say yes to your Savior. Today is the only day where you can experience salvation. And today is the day that you and I need a Savior. God has not just saved us from sin's penalty by dealing with yesterday, forgiving our yesterdays with a promise for tomorrow. God, as the Savior, is also saving you and I from sin's power. God's saving work isn't just something that he did in the past to deal with what you did in the past so that at some future time you can finally receive his glorious prize. No, this is insufficient. Here's the truth. God's saving work is what is happening in you right now today. Today, God is present tense saving you. He is rescuing you from the clutches of sin in your life. He is rescuing you from that clutch, from that bondage, from those chains today. Yesterday's good news is not sufficient for today. We are the people who need a daily renewal of mercies and grace from God. We need to encounter God as a savior, as the one who is saving us today. And that's what the shepherds are promised. Today, a savior is given to you. Twenty-some years ago, I was in Prince William Sound uh, on my grandpa Harold's fishing boat, the Humboldt, with Al Carpenter and Jonathan Walker. And uh, Jonathan and I and another friend from a different boat decided to take a hike on one of the islands in Prince William Sound and in the forest found a... Uh, probably uh, maybe a 30 or 40 foot uh, rock face. You could pretty easily get up around up on top. I decided to go to scale it, you know, up the face of the rock. Um, I was 18 at the time. There were some things different about me then. One of them was that when I saw rock faces, I wanted to try to climb them. And I almost made it to the top of that rock face on my own. I, uh, I got up within maybe, I would say, five feet, maybe four feet of the top where there was moss and then there was a ledge. 
and I couldn't go any further. Uh, my hands were trembling. My feet were trembling. I was stuck. And I remember having to call out to Jonathan, Jonathan, I'm stuck. I can't get up. I can't go back down. I can't fall. It's too far down. And Jonathan, in his great kindness and grace and mercy towards me, he said, Aaron, I forgive you this stupid mistake, and I want you to know that you will be with Jesus as a result of this mistake. No, that's actually not what he said. In fact, Jonathan didn't say anything. He just got up around up on top and figured out how to hand me down a branch that I was able to hold on to, and he was able to pull me up over the edge. I need a savior today to rescue me from my current predicament. I need to meet a savior today who has renewed today his commitment to rescue me from my, my current struggle. I'm so thankful that I'm forgiven for my past mistakes, and I'm so thankful for the promise of tomorrow's hope, but today I need a savior. So what is the thing? What is the nature of your struggle right now? What is the area in your life most out of alignment with the good character and good will of God? What is the area of your life that you've expended blood, sweat, and tears to overcome? Do you know that right now, today, regardless of how you feel about that struggle, regardless about your confidence level of your success in overcoming, today there is the Savior who is right now saving you from that. He has reached down his hand, his rescuing hand, to rescue you from sin's power in your life today. Second Peter 1, Verse 1, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, writing to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. Through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness, through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature, escaping the corruption of the world and its evil desires. The promise of God as a savior is that he is giving you, he is giving you everything needed to walk in his footsteps, to participate in his good character and goodwill And again, you've heard me mention it before, one of my favorites, 1 John 2. If anyone struggles against sin, he has an advocate. 
He has someone who's on his side. She has someone who's on her side. An advocate who stands with you, who is for you against sin. Someone who is is rescuing you right now. God has saved us with forgiveness for yesterday's great sins. God has saved us with a promise for tomorrow's great hope. And God is saving me with power to overcome. He is not standing back. He is not standing by. He is not standing down. He is saving his children. Philippians 2.13, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. It is God in you right now doing his saving work to, to move your heart in accordance with his will and his purpose. You will not be more qualified for saving tomorrow after you get some things together. You will not be more deserving of his saving work in your life next week or next month. God is saving you right now in the midst of the struggle. Wherever you're at in that struggle today, that's what he is up to. Today, there is for you a savior, a gift, good news. Hebrews 3, verse 13, but encourage one another day after day as long as it is still called today so that none of you will become hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ. If we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end, while it is said, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Today is the day where you can respond to a savior who is rescuing you. James 4.14, you do not know what your life will be like tomorrow. You are but a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. My prayer for all of you over this season is that you would renew this commitment today to reach out to him today. Psalms 31 to incline your ear to me, rescue me quickly. Be to me a rock of strength, a stronghold to save me. God, would you help me to engage with the saving work, the gracious, merciful, and powerful work that you are doing in my life and in my heart right now as my Savior? God, in the midst of gratitude for what you have done in saving me from the consequences of yesterday, the ultimate consequence, you have saved me with a promise for tomorrow. I want to experience you in the midst of my struggle today as Savior. I pray that that hope would be born and reborn again on a daily basis in the lives of everyone here. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.